You're listening to WrestlingTradingCards.com. What's happening, Wrestling Trading Card Collectors? Uh, welcome to another episode of WTC Shorts, where we just uh, briefly talk about a topic uh, involving the wrestling trading card world. Uh, I am the host. I am Tony Vela. I am the founder and owner of WrestlingTradingCards.com. We are celebrating our 20th anniversary this year of uh, bringing the world all the latest and best information and checklists on every wrestling trading card set that exists from the 1800s to current. And uh, it's just mind boggling to me that 20 years of doing this. And uh, here we are now doing these fun little episode podcasts. Uh, So today, I briefly want to talk about uh, eBay and eBay sales, um, especially how they affect our market, which is going to be kind of a really a blanket conversation about eBay sales, um, because I'm sure it affects everybody dealing in trading cards, um, from what I see on Twitter and uh, other uh, uh, social media pages. You know, I I know it's not just uh, about wrestling, but I figure we, we can briefly talk about this, get your guys' feedback, uh, comments about it, and uh, just you know, see what you guys have to say. But uh, and I, the reason why I bring this topic up really is because it's uh, started happening to me um, recently as I've kind of gotten back into uh, online sales after taking a, a long break. And I dabble a little bit here and there, even after the big break I took, but you know, I'm, I'm an old school eBayer. Um, I've, I've been selling uh, on eBay uh, since roughly late 97, early 98, when eBay was still pretty much in its infancy. Um, I, I have what PayPal oftentimes regards one of their oldest accounts. Um, so, I mean, I've, I'm very familiar with the history of eBay and, um, uh, you know, all the different types of scams and it's going on all the time and the ups and downs. So, uh, you know, getting back into it, obviously a lot of things have changed uh, over the years, but what I'm noticing right now, and I think what we're seeing uh, is an increase in what I've always called as deadbeat bidders, which have always been there, but I've seen, seems to be more prevalent. And now we have a thing, what I like to call is the excuse buyers. And uh, what I mean by those guys, is these are people who either have won an item from you. Uh, in my case, someone won a, uh, an 87 uh, tops Hogan card. Um, you know, I think it's like five, six bucks, five bucks, whatever it was. Turns out they're international, which, you know, I've never really um, uh, not sold internationally. Um, I, at one point when I was doing my Vela cards uh, business and I was doing on eBay uh, exclusively, uh, I'd say probably about 70% of my sales on raw deal cards was international. Uh, for whatever reason, that game, even after it was no longer being printed or in existence after 2007, was still selling You know, 10 years after the fact, uh, predominantly uh, in, in Chile, uh, Singapore, uh, some UK, uh, Australia. 
uh, still a strong showing in the United States, but you know, when you combined all the other countries, I was still selling about 65 to 70% uh, international. So I've always offered international shipping to all the customers I've ever sold to. So this particular person bought an 87 tops Hogan card. Uh, it was like 555, whatever it was, the price was, but didn't like that I was using, uh, didn't like the price for the international shipping rate, which I don't set. I don't set that. I just use whatever's recommended by the eBay international shipping service. And I let them deal with it. That's the beauty of using that service as I send it to whatever distribution center here in the United States that eBay tells me to either be in Kentucky or California, wherever it's going to be. And uh, I let them deal with it because now I know that it's arrived there safely. They will inspect, they do all their stuff, whatever it is that they're supposed to do. I'm now absolved of any you know, problem from that point. At least that's what I'm supposed to believe. Um, I mean, that's, we'll talk about this, the new standard shipping service they offer and my issues with that. So this person wanted me to give them a better shipping price. I said, no, can't do that. Just can't, I don't, I don't have control of the price. Even to the point where his, uh, he said, um, I assume it to he, they said that, um, well, how about I pay full price and then you can go and uh, uh, then refund me um, a little bit of the, diff uh, the difference. And I said, no. And uh, for this, this is the first time I've ever done it ever, ever. Uh, first time I've ever done it where I just canceled. I just canceled the whole transaction. I said, you know what? I don't care. Um, that's not how it works. I sent a reply saying, this is not how it works. I don't feel comfortable with this transaction. Um, I feel something else is going on. I kind of outlined my suspicions and I just said that, um, uh, you know, I'm canceling this transaction. So I canceled it, reported the buyer and put them on my block list. And that seems to be something that's been going on a lot more lately. At least I'm finding that. I'm curious to know whoever, you know, listening to this, if you're finding that as well. And, uh, you know, is it becoming more, um, especially with the excuse buyers, uh, givers, excuse buyers. And these are the people who end up, you know, like, oh, you know, I didn't mean to buy this or my son bid on this or my dog ate it, whatever these stupid asinine reasons are of, you know, I, uh, and then you take them further where I've seen some screenshots on Twitter from people who are selling things and getting excuses from people like, you know, uh, I, I actually did find this cheaper someplace else. So if you want to match that price, even though I want it and agreed to this price, um, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, the, the level of stupidity that, uh, that sellers are having to endure from buyers who are uh, just trying to play games. It's like, I thought at some point that when you bought something on eBay, it was almost like a contractual thing that you're like, listen, I agree to pay for this. I want it. Um, or I did a buy it now. I'm agreeing to buy it. And, you know, that's the way it is. And it's just, I, I don't understand this uh, uh, mentality from buyers. Um, maybe I guess I kind of do. When, when you're on a platform that's allowing buyers to go ahead and dictate how things are supposed to be run, you know, I, I'm, I'm the, from the days when I could leave negative feedback for a buyer. I, I miss those days, to be honest with you. Um, I, I think that, uh, uh, you know, buyers aren't perfect, just like sellers aren't perfect. And um, I think they should be held accountable for when they don't pay for things. And, and that's, that's something I'm, I'm actually kind of used to. I'm, I am used to where I'll have, if I have 50 items listed for the week, 
Um, and I do straight auctions now. I used to do everything in a store just to buy it now, but um, I had tens of thousands of items in my store at one time. But and now I just do like 50 to 75 items a, a week if I, if I feel like it. And um, there's always at least one, at least one where it'll be a non-pair. So I just say, you know what? I, I don't even care. Uh, I, that doesn't bother me. It was a, it's kind of a waste of my time. I just relist the item and uh, kind of hope for the best again. But I, I don't know. I, what are you guys seeing? What are, what are you guys seeing out there with this kind of stuff? I mean, uh, and what do you do in these situations? I mean, can is there any way that uh, you guys have some sort of like a way you prevent these kinds of things? Um, I personally can't think of anything that I can do to prevent uh, a would-be deadbeat uh, bidder, and um, you know, definitely can't do anything once the item's already sold, and, and the person then wants to haggle with you after buying it. I just, it just blows my mind. It's like it's like going into Walmart or Target, and you see something on the rack, and you're like, "Oh, this shirt's ten dollars." Like, you know, um, you know, I could probably get this shirt someplace else for five. Would you take uh, seven? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you don't go into those places and start haggling like that. You just don't do it. Um, they'll laugh you out of the damn place. But um, the other thing on eBay that I want to talk about for shipping and selling is the, the eBay standard shipping service. And um, I, I, I love using this service, but my problems with this service are, and I'm looking at one of them, I just printed up uh, before I started recording this, uh, is with all this uh, coding that's on there was just got the was it the qr type of code up in the upper right hand corner you have your standard normal postal code that goes across right above the the person's name and address and then you have some sort of weird set of barcodes uh sitting over next to the price as well on the left side of the price of the of the, uh, the cost of the postage none of this stuff by the way none of it is scannable by the actual carrier that comes to your door or your mailbox and picks up this, this, these packages. They don't scan it. They can't scan it. I've asked, uh, I'm very, very good friends with my mail carrier. And I've asked her if you could just try and scan it. Bleep, nothing, bleep, nothing. Nothing comes up scanning any of this stuff. So I don't know, maybe next time, now I'm, I'm just now thinking of it, this tracking number that's here, is it something that can be entered in manually? I don't know. My understanding is these things don't get scanned except at the distribution center uh, of, of the post office. So it actually will go back to the postal center. It goes to the machine and gets scanned there. Then it goes from the other place, gets scanned as it's going out, that it's out for delivery. And then, I don't know, does it come back from some sort of batch uh, program inside that little scanning device that they have that says all my, you know, uh, all my items have been delivered. I just marked it as, as shipped. So I don't understand how it works. I just know that these envelopes don't scan. So that leaves sellers open for fraud and for being scammed out, which that happened to me today, uh, where someone, actually yesterday, and I filed a dispute on it. I mean, it's a principle to matter, which is like six bucks, but I don't care, I'm still fighting it. Um, someone claimed that, uh, you know, said, hey, I never got my package. and um, uh, it, uh, open up a case. I responded to the case with eBay asking me uh, to please provide further tracking information. I supplied the wonderful uh, ESUS number that they provide you um, as a tracking number, because that's what it's called, track number. 
and uh, which should already be attached to the actual item uh, history uh, for that item. But I provided anyways. And then I got a uh, an escalation notification followed by an immediate, we've cited with the buyer notification to let me know that um, the, they cited with the buyer and that I did not, and their reasoning was because I did not provide adequate tracking information. And I said, you've gotta be freaking kidding me. Uh, so I opened up a, uh, um, um, a case, uh, you know, I re re rebutted the case and um, uh, said that, hey, listen, the tracking information is provided by you, eBay. You're the one provided it. You asked me for it. I gave you your, your own tracking information. This is a joke. And so I'm kind of waiting to see what happens with that, but I'm fairly certain that it'll go back uh, to the buyer. And then, uh, you know, now I know I learned today also from someone on Twitter, thank you to whoever you are, uh, that, you know, you can file a claim, an insurance claim on that. Um, but I'm fairly certain that because it wasn't scanned at the delivering end, that it was delivered. This person can look it up, find out that it still says not delivered, but haha, I got it. Now it doesn't say delivered. I'll just file and get my money back too. Now they've got a card and they've got money. So uh, definitely some flaws in the system. I'm hoping that someday eBay can get their shit together and get this stuff taken care of because um, it's it's a it's 100 a buyer's market and definitely not a seller's market. And I kind of miss some of the uh, practices of the old days. But um, what are your guys' experience selling things on eBay? Uh, you have any stories, horror stories you want to share with people? And um, speaking of sharing. Uh, you know, I had to start doing a block list and uh, I had blocked like two people on my entire block list, but then sharing with other people within the wrestling card community, we uh, just start sharing back and forth. This person's, uh, these, here's my list of people who have ripped me off, uh, did this or did that. You know, I would not advise doing business with them. And I said, you know what? I will, thank you. I will copy and paste what you just sent me and dump it into mine. So I'm just blocking these people, uh, you know, uh, in advance. So I don't have to deal with that crap. But um, what do you guys do? Uh, how, how do you um, deal with these things? Are you seeing an increase in this type of behavior? Do you think we're going to see more of it in our little niche of the hobby um, as we start getting into uh, a, a, a license um, uh, with, you know, Panini license, getting into WWE stuff, which we, we are all assuming uh, that we're going to start seeing more eyes on our little hobby because of the prism love that people have out there from other sports dumping into our sport. Um, do you think we're going to see an increase in this type of behavior? Um, do we just, uh, you know, each person who has to bite the bullet for the, for the rest of us, do we uh, just uh, take it for the team and then turn around and share that information with each other? Um, I don't know. You know, is it deterring you from selling on eBay anymore? Um, uh, I, I'm not, leaving the, the platform uh, just because I'm not really selling any high-end stuff on there. It's 99 cent stuff and, a, and that's pretty much it. Um, I, I don't know, but sometimes it's kind of a pain in the ass and sometimes it's, uh, but the most part, it's pretty decent for me. But I know some of you guys out there sell a hell of a lot more than I do. And I'm just curious to hear what your guys' opinions and thoughts are. So um, uh, leave your comments, share this episode, subscribe to this channel on whatever your favorite platform is listening to podcasts. And, uh, you know, let's, let's 
yeah, definitely share with other people. Let's make it uh, other collectors out there aware of our hobby. Um, uh, granted, we're already going to see that anyways with the, as we're talking about. But you know, we want to uh, put more of a spotlight on our hobby as well. And um, you know, this is just one of the uh, the things this uh, eBay shipping and and stuff that we all have to deal with. So um, you know, sh share it again. Like I said, comment. Uh, and uh, follow us on uh, all of our different social media platforms and um, uh, bookmark our website. Um, uh, just go to our website, wrestlingtradingcards.com. Uh, go to the bottom of any page on the, on the site. Uh, all of our social media accounts are there at the bottom of the page. You can click on any one of them, um, whatever your favorite uh, platform is to use. Hopefully we're on it and you can uh, follow us. Engage all about engaging guys and, and girls all of you <laughs> so uh with that i am going to say to you guys we are out <laughs>